Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Good morning. It is time to get up with a San Francisco treat. The Niners win the battle of bad blood. Are they clearly the NFL's best team? Meanwhile, if you didn't stay up late, you're not going to believe how it ended last night at Lambeau. How can this possibly be allowed to decide a game this big? And then, oh, the outrage on the morning after. We've got a lot to say about the egregious way it all got settled. All that and a whole lot more. Let's go on a Monday. We are fired up and ready to play. Danny is is throwing touchdown. Rex is calling defense. Neek is ready to roll in for RC, the Monday Night Crew not here, but Neek is ready, and let's do it. The battle of bad blood in the city of brotherly love. Statement of the night made by the 49ers in a championship game rematch. These teams don't like each other. This is before the game even started. Nick Sirianni's getting involved. Then, Eagles had two chances early. Couldn't convert them into touchdowns, and then the Niners did. San Francisco could. It's really story of the game. Ball fakes, motion, bad eyes by the Philly defense. Ayuk in the back of the end zone. Purdy would throw four touchdowns, and here comes McCaffrey. The offensive line really started to get going for San Francisco when it comes to controlling the line of scrimmage. He had 133 yards from scrimmage. Niners up 14-6 at the half, and then it became the Debo show. Again, formations, and then Philadelphia's defense completely on their heels. Stole this play from the Detroit Lions. Debo in space best player in football. Now here's the controversial moment in the third quarter. That's Devontae Smith. He's body slammed by Dre Greenlaw. In comes Dom DeSandro. Big Dom, the security officer. Nick, we can't have this, can we? <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty simple rule. Keep your hands to yourself, especially if you're not playing, but understand the heat of the moment. You want to get involved and protect your huh? Give him a little nose boot. One way or another, Rex, the security guy and Dre Greenlaw get thrown out. That's not a fair trade. No, absolutely. The security guard, we should have had him get Brock Purdy out of the game. He will then take it down and they score and the bad blood continues and we got ourselves a win. I love the fact that these two teams hate each other. Everybody does. It looked like Philly was right back in it. Right? Wrong. Wrong. Niners right down the field. Debo again. Look at the strength, the balance, the physicality. Ball right over the middle of the field and then Dom, the ability to run away from people. Again, I think with the ball in his hands, he's one of the most dynamic players in all the Skills. He scored he three touchdowns. Now, here was the scary moment. Jalen Hurts, it's still a game, third quarter. You see the hit right to the head and immediately went into the blue tent. They put him through the concussion of protocol. He would return to the game afterwards. So one can only assume that he's okay. Remember, they got the showdown with Dallas coming up on Sunday. Meanwhile, Miner's looking to put it away, and it's Debo who does. How much trust he has in his offensive linemen to get to the spot that they have to and just kind of cut right back inside them, run away, touchdown on the screen. In the end, it's a blowout. The Niners make a significant statement, 42-19. to And afterwards, hey, big fella, Trent Williams, what did that win mean? Uh, I guess it's up to y'all to kind of interpret it, but 
I I had full confidence that we would we would have this type of game from from the from the jump. You know, um, we got a quarterback, so it made it a lot easier this time. I mean, we're not good enough right now. I think that obviously disappointed in the way we performed, and um, you know didn't get it done today. I still have the utmost confidence with everybody in this locker room on both sides of the ball. Um, this game doesn't do anything to sway that. Oh, by the way, they still have the best record in the NFL. But, Rex, the question is this. Are the 49ers now definitively the best team in the NFL? Absolutely. It's not even close. Not even close. And, Greeny, I think in today's game, all right, today's game, you, you want to look at explosives, all right? And can you create them on offense and can you prevent them on defense? They're 49, plus 49 against their opponent. Mm. Nobody in the league is close to that. Mm. Nobody's close. So they play phenomenal on offense, and they're phenomenal on defense. This is a team that has no weaknesses. And so to me, it's not close. And Nick, you knew they were ready for business? Oh, when? Yeah. I mean, the 49ers talked trash all week leading up to the game. Then they wore all black into the stadium, and then they proceeded to whoop the Eagles from the beginning to the end of that game. It was an intense game, and you're right. They hate each other, but it felt like the 49ers hated just a little harder than the Eagles. Well, because last year, right? Yeah, because of last year. And I think the biggest issue for the 49ers, excuse me, for the Eagles, is not just that they are – Probably the Eagles are probably more talented, but the middle of the field on the defense, they were getting attacked. Their linebackers and safeties were in a bind. The next time they play, they're going to have to put Bradbury and Slay on the island and do something to address the, the and protect their linebackers and safeties. I, I would push back that Philly's more talented. I, I think no San Francisco, no. this is why I felt. No, that's what I was saying. San Francisco's more talented. Okay, because yeah, yeah. San Francisco's yeah. the most talented roster in football, and they're the best coached team in football. And we saw that last night. I mean, if you just want to look at – they got into one formation all game long, it felt like. Four by one, four strong, and just attacked Philadelphia. I thought Philadelphia adjusted very poorly. Four strong, what does that mean? Four guys at the bottom of the screen on one side of the football, okay, to the offense's right. Philadelphia doesn't adjust to it. Now everyone's flowing towards that four strong. Debo's just running a shallow cross on third and one. They got three guys covering Juwan Jennings, nobody covering Debo Samuel, third and one, easy completion. Again, four strong, meaning the back to the left of the quarterback, three guys up top. Watch George Kittle on this play. George Kittle. So now we motion. Does anybody adjust on the defense? Not really. Mm -mm. Here comes Kittle again. Does anybody adjust on the defense? Not really. Look how many guys are covering nobody up top. (laughs) And then Kittle's going to run essentially a little bit of a check down. There's no one within 15 yards of him. So the, the fact that they got into that formation and consistently attacked Philadelphia, to your guys' point, the middle of the field, it was weird to watch how San Francisco's strengths, which are formations, personnels, motions, Philadelphia struggled with so much. That's the identity of who San Francisco is. That tape was so good. Rex, what does it mean? Why weren't the Eagles more in position, if you will, on those plays. This is an extension of what's happened all season. To the Eagles. To the Eagles. This defense, I mean, they're awful on defense. And here's the thing. I'm watching them like, oh, they're in cover two. Oh, they're in cover four. They're, they do nothing to challenge the offense. Meaning you can see I mean, that from your couch. Absolutely. I mean, for the most part, if the safety's ever in the picture, I can see the coverage. Right. And so, to me, this is such a vanilla uh, such a vanilla defense. And I've said all the whole season I've waited for this team. I go, this is not the same team. 
The record's the same, but they're not near as good as they Wait, were last year. Can I ask you a question year. on that? So, I would be very surprised if San Francisco's not in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, honestly. Sure. The offense does that a little bit to the defense, though, right? Because I remember, because Rex, I remember watching Philadelphia play against Miami a couple weeks ago, which is the same scheme. Right. And they played relatively vanilla defense in that game because you kind of have to versus right. that, that style of offense. Is it more like... The, the benefit to San no, Francisco, I, or is it, is it a Philly issue? It's a Philly issue. Like, uh, San Fran's going to challenge everybody. Yes. That this system is awesome. You can, you're right. They're well coached. You can but get, the a, defense you can is get a away with vanilla Philly. zone coverages when your defensive line is dominating up front. Okay. And their defensive yeah. line is not dominating up front. They're going to put you in a bind, especially. That's why you go to four by one. It's because you're seeing zone. Yes. Four by, there's no zone built to cover four by one. Then you... You adjusted that by going to man coverage, and they got better guys than you. Yeah, they can't, you can't cover go man coverage against those guys. Now, can I just say one other thing? The Eagles have now lost, uh, looks it up, two games right. this entire season. In the last 13 days, they beat Kansas City on the road. They beat Buffalo in a tough game. And then yesterday, maybe they ran out of gas. Is the margin between these two teams really as stark as it looked in the second half last Absolutely night? Absolutely not. Like, they're not 42 to 19, but they are still better. And I think the rest disadvantage does hurt them a little bit, but I still think the 49ers are better. Here, here's why, like, we have to understand, San Francisco, the context, again, in the conversation matters. We're not talking about Philly good. We're talking about Philly, can you go back and win the Super Bowl? San Francisco is going to attack the middle of the field. That's where they're weakest. We know that. that. We saw that last night. Eight completions for, like, a buck fifty. Mm-hmm. Two, I honestly believe this. They cannot cover San Francisco. They don't have enough people to cover San Francisco. If you just watched that game last night, Dom and Rex knows better than me. San Francisco's going to attack number 39 for Philadelphia. Third and five, switch. Juwan Jennings is wearing them out. Multiple examples of, watch, this is all in the second half, guys. It was very clear Kyle Shanahan said, we're going to go after number 39 because our number three receiver is better than their number three and or four corner. That's another third down conversion. Here's another third down. This is all the same matchups. It's Jennings versus 39. And I think Kyle Shanahan knows, and I think Philadelphia does, we don't have the people to cover. Dom, you just made the point. You got to sit in zone. Yeah. Well, great. We, we got you in that. Now you got to play man. You don't have the people. I, I've warned you all year yeah. about how this is like a boxer. And when you win by decision and you don't have a knockout punch, you're going to get in games like this. You got knocked out because the Niners have that knockout punch. They can obliterate you, and that's what they did. Philly has been living on close games, winning because of championship medal, getting down into the fourth quarter of games, and that's how they win. I'm sorry. That's not a look of a Super Bowl team. They're going to have to lock up Bradbury and Slay on the outside and then help on the inside and hope that those guys can hold up in coverage because you're right. They're not strong enough to play all all those guys. I think the truth is if you're Dallas and Philly – Hopefully you don't have to see San Francisco to the title. One of them's gonna have to. You gotta be hopefully one the one who doesn't. They, right. they need they need someone else to knock them off then. Detroit, and hard to see anybody else capable of doing that. Two other things on this game I want to get to before I get to the Chiefs losing last night. First off, one of the things that changed yesterday as of last night, ESPN Bet now has Brock Purdy as the favorite to win the NFL's MVP award at three to one. He leads the league in QBR and completion percentage. Rex, you told me probably six weeks ago right. on this show who he reminds you of. Yeah, he reminded me of Joe Montana who said, oh, I'm delusional. I'm so delusional. This guy is so good. He's so poised. 
the timing, the anticipation. <laughs> Doesn't have the biggest arm, all that stuff. There he is on the move. Is that Brock Purdy? I think it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Nice. Maybe it is. I love Brock you. Purdy, I think. The mobility, the, the swagger, the confidence. Double digit. I got to give you one thing about this. Why? Let me show you Go. something. Go ahead, Rex. All right, and this is straight from Himbo. Purdy's blend of efficiency and volume has never been matched in NFL history. The closest team, 2000 with, with Kurt Warner. Meaning so he's throwing the ball down the field, down the field and completing it at such a high percentage. Higher than we've ever seen. Yeah. And we're just going to oh, – he, he's not good. No, because he's Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> he doesn't remind me of, of Joe Montana. Yeah, because you don't know the game. I've been around this game all my life. Right now. This is what he does. The second issue, and I understand that if he wasn't already, and he was – uh, Big Dom is a cult hero. I'm a cult figure in, in Philadelphia. Everyone knows him Look there. Everybody loves out. him. But, Neek, we can't have this on our sideline. We cannot have non-uniform personnel shoving a player on the opposing team, can we? I mean, I, you keep your hands to yourself, but I don't. I think we're overreacting. We said he's shoving. Shove? Like he, should, he, he stepped in between. He said some things to the opponent. You need to worry about your own guy. Turn around, help six up, no, and no, hold no. on to him. No, 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 no. Wait, but, but what we're seeing here is the aftermath. He unquestionably puts his hand on Greenlaw no, first. It's terrible. Unquestionably. It's terrible. Keep your head to yourself. And Dom looked like he could stop the run a little bit. He could defend himself. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to lose any sleep because he got a little boot. Uh, all right, so he's in there, and here he is. I mean, he's he's pushing him with his left hand. Dan, with Rex, come on. That's I, I, I think we can't we have it. Like, we can't Correct. have it. I don't it, think it's me. egregious, Absolutely. I'm not saying it's a good. The guy got thrown out of the game. He got Drake Wait, they had thrown to throw out of the game. They had to throw him out of the game because he touched uh, the other opposing yeah. team's player. Greenlaw throws a punch. No, I'm talking about Greenlaw got thrown. What? Okay, if you're the officiating, you, like when you see that, their their hands are kind of tied. You're on. making my point for me. You yeah. cannot have a football player thrown out of a game because someone who has no business touching him touches him on the right. other sideline. One hundred percent right. Absolutely. Uh, as far as like the, you know, throwing the punch or whatever, he's throwing a finger or pointing it at the guy or whatever. I mean, that better not be a punch. Yeah, not. He's got to be able to throw a punch no, a whole lot better. A, it's a, but I'm saying this. You can't hoop. touch You can't touch an opponent. Look, yeah. there's times when I've been sat back and, like, now nah, I've jawed with him or whatever. I was hoping to do to swing at me. Pow! We'll take it for the team. You know, get up. Hey, let's go. Okay. Right. You're the coach of the team. The yeah, guy. like, One come on, dude. You can't do that. I got lots more to do on that game. But if you didn't stay up late last night, you missed – a travesty. I mean, I don't even really know how else to put it. Kansas City, Green Bay. Here we go. It's Mahomes. It's Jordan Love. It's Tay-Tay in the box. Let's do this thing. Six minutes to go in the third. Love. Christian Watson. Look at him throw this up. This is awesome. One, the plan for zero pressure, which is what they get. All-out blitz man. Two, the ball that he trusts Christian Watson. That's the big thing. He is starting to trust the physical ability of that young receiver. The Packers are up by nine. Now here comes Mahomes to Noah Gray. So it's a two-point game. Chiefs cut the deficit there. Now, we're the final minute. We had two very controversial calls in a one-score game. First off, here is Mahomes scrambling. They're going to call a late hit on Jonathan Owens, even though Mahomes is still inbounds. It looks worse, right? It's bad. I mean, it's a bad hit. Mahomes needs to get out of bounds or turn up field. That's a bad call. Now we go in here. Now this looks like the end of the game. Rasheed Rice is going to have the ball pop out, and we're going back the other way. Corey Ballantyne looks like a game-sealing touchdown. But I'm wait. not handling this angle, Greeny. You it got isn't. <laughs> um, it turns out that, that Rasheed Rice was down, 
uh, and uh, can only be described as in a compromising position uh, one way or another. That's a, a very intimate moment uh, on the field, but he is down. Uh, and, and so now we're going, oh, by the way, Isaiah Pacheco got thrown out on that game, so on that play. But then here it comes. Nothing else that happened matters. Guys, this is called pass interference, just so everyone's clear. Eh. This is not. Oh, come on. This is pass bang, bang. interference. Eh. Oh, Sometimes it's a call. A little love for the DB, man. Me. Get off his back. Literally Me. get off his back. You're not allowed to do that? Like, tackle the receiver oh. when he's going to make a catch? No. Attack the ball. Blake get it yourself. Pass interference. That was Marquez Valdez-Scantling. It wasn't called. That leads to this. Here we go. Mahomes still somehow spinning and manages to get a Hail Mary into the end zone not to be. And so the Chiefs wind up losing 27-19. In the process, it's their fourth loss. They are a long way from the one seed in the AFC. Hey, Patrick, after the game, how about the non-call? It is what it is, man. I mean, they... Obviously, the guy was probably a little early, but at the end of the game, they're letting guys play. I'm kind of about that. I really you let the guys play and let the guys win it on the field. It's a hard job, man. So uh, we're in that situation. I can't be wanting a flag. I have to try to go out there and win the game myself and with the rest of my teammates. Oh, good God. I mean, he is a far better man than Stug. I am. Man, come he, on. What, he, what, know, what, he knows how on. to press conference. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's got that down pat. I mean, yeah, it was a pass interference. It stinks for them, but, I mean, it's going to happen. You're going to get calls in your favor. Sometimes you're going to go in the other direction. It sucks for them because their receivers can't seem to make the plays in the big situations. Their tackles weren't holding up, as, as Dan, I'm sure, will point out at some point today. But, yeah, I mean, going back to the locker room and saying that they stole that from us is not helping anybody get better. So move right. on. Let us complain about it, but we don't need them. All right, yeah. then let's complain about it. Go ahead, Ray. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously it's a hor horrendous call or no call. But was anybody sent back going, oh, no, oh, no. They threw it to Marquez, Marquez Valdez. Valdez said, oh, no, he's going <laughs> to drop it again. Like, that's what I was thinking. And unfortunately, right now, that's my vision of this offense right now. Like, something's missing. If you think that this, this offense scares anybody right now, Gee. they the greatest player on the planet. And they don't scare you. And yeah. I'm sorry, that's that's a, that's the case. I get Why, concerned Dan? about Kansas City because it's December and all the things that are should be said about when it comes to the thrower, the passer, and the pass catchers aren't getting fixed. I'll go back to the Monday night or Philadelphia, all those drops, and I said, I'm not concerned about the drops, I'm concerned about the miscommunication. It shows up again. And late in this game, MVS kind of bends it in, and then Patrick throws it out. What's the route? It looks like a post, but it should be a little bit more vertical. And then the Sky Moore interception. Sky Moore goes underneath. The defender plays over the top. It looks like Patrick's thinking, continue to run. Sky Moore slows down like he's expecting a back shoulder throw. So, for, you know, for me, I've sat there and said, is this team really not going to get back to the Super Bowl because of drops? I don't feel that way. I have said... This team is more concerned, for me, it's more concerning that they can't get on the same page quarterback and wide receiver-wise post-snap of what the route is supposed to be. Maybe they need to make it more black and white. And I've said this since August. I think all of us have. Those tackles are issues. Whether we want to admit it or not, both those tackles in the run and the pass are issues. But it's details. That's what you're talking about, details. Thing that we're, we assume at this, at this time, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, look, nobody's better than these guys. That'll be the All reason right, they don't get back. That. But it's details. It's details. And you're right. It hasn't been fixed. It's not getting better. 
And the weird and thing is, Rex, they say the right stuff at press conferences, yeah, right? Mean, like, right. we just want to continue right. to get better. And they, you, you can't have a completely perfect roster. They made some choices where they were going to make their investment, and it's on the defensive side of the ball. And we thought it was going to be along the offensive line. The fact that the offensive line and the wide receivers are where they're coming up short is a problem. They assume yeah. that Patrick Mahomes can erase everything, and he can to some degree, sure. but that defense is going to have to shut people down if they're not going to have an offense. By the way, can I say one other thing that has nothing to do with anything we've discussed so far? Am I the only one who watches this game and thinks to myself, all of a sudden, Jordan Love is great? Oh, he's oh their guy. And Green Bay is dangerous. Jordan Love is great. And what, what other team in the NFC is surging the way that that team is outside of maybe Dallas? I mean, Jordan Love right now is playing every bit as well as we thought before the season began. Greeny, he might. I've never, ever seen a quarterback improve as much as this kid has. During the, during the season. From the start of the season the to, start to, of the season uh, to yeah. right now. Look, he was so reckless uh, at, at times, you can almost count on it. Yeah. All right? The kid always had a great uh, skill set, but oh my God, his confidence has been amazing. All right, I have a lot more to say about him, yeah, and we, we will as the morning continues. We are just scratching the surface of the football conversation today. We haven't gotten to this yet. Terrible day for Tomlin's team. Rex has a very strong word to describe them. You will hear it. Plus, speaking of strong words, oh my goodness. The college football playoff selection committee made their decisions. Now we have our say. Don't miss it. Get up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back on Got Up. Hey, Dominique. Dope or nope on the fit for Kyler Murray yesterday in Pittsburgh? Absolutely dope. Yeah? He's, I mean, yeah. First of all, you know how I know it's dope? Because... I wouldn't wear it, and I'm 40, and these three white guys around here who are 40 and older think it's whack. Kyler Murray is absolutely killing it. If we don't like it, it must be cool. It looks like uh, cotton candy. <laughs> Which is delicious. Which is <laughs> fair, but All right. it's not really no. delicious. You have a bite, and you're like, this is great. You have two bites. Oh, like, uh, right, here we go. What we don't want is Dan's food opinion. In an unrelated story, they beat the Steelers yesterday. We'll talk oh, about yeah. that as we Steelers continue. Steelers. But coming up next, cue the outrage. Boy, do we have a lot to say about the decisions that got made yesterday. Don't miss a word of it. It's coming up next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Every minute that I have left, I will thank God for the day and the moment I have. V-Week here at ESPN. You can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org slash donate. All right, we'll get back to all the NFL action, but here at the bottom of the hour, let's catch you up on the other monster story of the weekend. The college football playoff semifinals are set. New Year's Day, you see it there. Rose Bowl, Michigan, Alabama. Then Washington and Texas at the Sugar Bowl. Winners will meet for the national championship in Houston. Undefeated Florida State left out. Seminoles head coach Mike Norvell mincing no words. I am disgusted and infuriated with the committee's decision today to have what was earned on the field taken away because a small group of people decided they knew better than the results of the games. What is the point of playing games? A team that overcame tremendous adversity and found a way to win doing whatever it took on the field was cheated today. It's a sad day for college football. So I am going to get everyone's perspective on this this morning. We do have Heather Dinich with us from Grapevine, Texas. She'll join us in a moment. We're having a little trouble with her uh, satellite. Danny is here. The whole crew wants to get in. And, of course, you see Paul Feinbaum. I am told we have Heather, so let me get Heather first because I think the most important information is the information she has. Heather, for those who did not spend all of yesterday listening to all of the reaction, how did the committee explain the decision to leave out an undefeated conference champion in Florida State? 
Greeny, their answer was repeated and fairly simple. It was that they did not think that Florida State was the same team without injured starting quarterback Jordan Travis. And at the end of the day, they didn't think that the Seminoles were capable of looking like a top four team and competing for a national title without him. There were coaches in the room, strong voices in the room, and they voted multiple times. This was an agonizing, difficult decision for them. But at the end of the day, they thought that Florida State would have trouble competing and winning a national title without Jordan Travis. But it was also the fact that Alabama's strength of schedule was better and Alabama had knocked off the committee's number one team. So it was a combination of those two factors. But I promise you this was not an easy decision in that room. Paul Feinbaum, did they get it right? They did get it right, Greeny. And can we all just stop with the fake outrage from the Florida State AD and the president? I get the coach. I get the players. But the rest of the people just need to shut up already. This is college football. It is not a perfect system. We have controversy every year. It, it helps fuels in what makes the sport great. And for the coach to say it's a sad day in college football. I, see, I saw people celebrating all over the place. I think we have an amazing game. Michigan in Alabama, uh, please, Michigan, Michigan was upset. They have to play Alabama. And, and let's not forget, and Heather alluded to it, Greeny, why is Alabama in this game? They beat Georgia. Remember Georgia? They were the number one team in the country all year. They were the uh, two-time defending champions going for a three-peat. That impressed the committee. And then the committee sat there and watched that travesty from the ACC championship game. Not a travesty from the standpoint that Florida State doesn't have an elite defense. They, they are. They're fantastic. But they had no offense, and they simply did not want to see another TCU disaster in one of the games coming up here at the end of the month. TC, of course, the team that won a game in the college football playoffs last year. I just want to confirm that everyone understands that. They got blown out in the championship game, but they beat Michigan to get there. Dan, did the committee get it right? Yes, the committee got it right. Okay, so a couple of things are important. The only way that this was going to be ideal is go – committee came out yesterday and said, we're going to go to go to six teams this year and not four. That was the only way that they were going to make everybody happy, all right? Um, I think to understand Coach Norvell's – Emotions is a very real thing. This is not okay. It's not, this, this doesn't make it right in their eyes. But we have to stop saying that this Florida State team went undefeated, undefeated as a Power Five conference champion. This team did not. The team two weeks ago with Jordan Travis did. This is a different football team. The two ways that I try to analogize this is number one, three weeks ago, all of us who covered the NFL on a daily basis said the Cincinnati Bengals were the team to beat in the AFC. Mm -hmm. Once their starting quarterback went down, they were no longer the team to beat in the AFC because he's that important of a player. Jordan, Tra if this was a tailback, if this was Benson or Johnny Wilson, different conversation. Their quarterback's a Heisman Trophy candidate. That's number one. Number two, these are um, – like, Alabama gets in not strictly because they won the SEC. They controlled that football game. There was never a doubt. They went down 7-0. Immediately when they took the lead, it was like, when does Georgia make their run? What, Georgia wasn't even close to making a run. I don't want to say dominated, but controlled the football game. Mm -hmm. The game that ended up in a three-point. I'm just confirming. Controlled the yeah, game. Three-point game, yeah. Controlled the game. Yeah. Controlled a three-point win. Yeah, the gotcha. committee is almost like an NFL general manager. You got to pick teams kind of of what they've done in the past, but also what you believe they're going to do in the playoffs. That's how it is when it comes to paying NFL contracts. 
That's what they were tasked with, picking the four best. Stop using earned, stop using deserved. They don't use that conversation when it comes to picking their four teams. And what other sport do we do that, though, Dan? I'm just curious. I mean, so, so let, me just, let, me, let me present a possibility here, Heather. Let, let, me, let me throw this possibility out there. When the NFL season ends, let all the teams play all 17 of their games. And then I'm going to put together a committee. Former coaches, Rex Ryan, Mike Shanahan, Bill Parcells, Marv Levy, 98 years old. God bless him, still out there. You guys know football? You know a lot about football. A little bit. So why don't you decide which 14 teams will wind up getting in? You decide which the 14 best are because you know football way better. What does it matter what happens? Well, maybe on the, the system's field? broken. Just put them all in. The system stinks, sure. is the point. The system yeah. is dead wrong. Florida State <laughs> scheduled a powerhouse. They played them on a neutral field and beat them. They won every game in front of them. They won what we call a Power Five league, and you 13 people sitting that. in a. No, I don't have to stop saying anything. They won all of their games. Anyone can get hurt at any time. They won every game that was. They did literally everything that could be asked Correct. of a team, and 13 people making the subjective, not objective decision that they aren't as good anymore left them out of it. You know what happened yesterday? Football became figure skating. Figure skating is something that judges decide because there is no objective way to decide if you or you were the better figure skater. But there is an, an, an objective way to judge football teams based on what they did. Florida State's strength of record was three. Three at the end of the season. Schedule it's 55th. Their strength of record is three. They didn't lose a game. Let me ask you this. I love you. Yes. The NFC title game last year happened because of why? Because the quarterback got hurt. It happens. But, I mean, you used the the Bengals as an example. The Bengals then went on to lose two games. Yeah. So, if the Bengals, like, you could go back to examples of Jeff Jeff Hostetler, the Giants won the Super Bowl. Anyway, like, it can happen. (laughs) If they earned, I think the mistake that you're making is arguing that Florida State doesn't deserve to be in for some No, I totally agree that they deserve. Well, you're arguing that they should But the committee does not believe. We don't have to defend the committee. We can. But, but Dom, when they lay out, when the committee lays out in words, this is how we are going to make a decision, whether you agree with it or not, they're using that as the reasoning why they're making their decision. That's my next block, by the way. Don't throw that. Earn or deserve is my deeds. Let me get Paul in. Go ahead, Paul. Go. Uh, well, Greeny, I, I, I'm, I, I think I know why you're so upset. I mean, the Jets season is over. Rodgers isn't coming <laughs> back, but calm down. I mean, you you went off on a tangent there that, that defied gravity. Uh, first of all, uh, some of those things are true. Not all of them are true. But which one, which the was not bottom true? bottom line is we here's what's here's what's not factual. Well, it's partially partially factual. Factual. We we're supposed to start the 12 team playoff this year. The one we have next right. year was supposed to start this year. And you have any idea who was against it? This all happened when Oklahoma and Texas came into the SEC. It was all mostly agreed upon. And then the commissioner of the Big Ten, your conference, the Pac-12. And the ACC, you you familiar with the ACC? That's the league that Florida State won on Saturday night. Those three men, especially the ACC commissioner, said, we're not going along with this. This is wrong. Had they gone along with it, FSU would be playing Liberty in three weeks. What does any of that have to do with the players going 13-0 this year? Like, that's not that's the ACC commissioner. So I am fine with the Florida State not being in there. What I'm not okay with is everyone arguing that they have not done enough. No, Dom, I want to make it clear. That's fine. Florida State deserves to be in. They earned the right on the field. I feel awful for their players and their coaching staff and their quarterback. This isn't like, again, the the committee 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 made like a bad decision. Let me ask you a question. Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Heather, Heather. Where's, is Heather still there? Good. Yes, yeah. yes Heather, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> in, the, in, in the penultimate rankings, 
Texas was well behind Florida State, right? Like significantly behind. Texas, I think, was seventh, and Florida State was in, in one of the four spots. Texas beat a far lesser team on Saturday than Florida State did. How does Texas jump Florida State? Well, Texas jumped Florida State because Texas beat the SEC champs in week two. And that matters as much to the committee they yesterday had them. They as had it did them two weeks in ago September. Too. And, and they had a healthy quarter. They didn't play honest, that they, game in September. They put the four teams in they wanted to put in. And let's, say, let's just say it. How the hell is Florida State ahead of Georgia? Someone explain to me how in the end, final poll, if Florida State played Georgia right now, to use your logic, Georgia would be a three-touchdown favorite. They are a 14-point yeah. favorite. So they leave them there in order to what? To make them feel even worse? Look, guys, we left you as close as we possibly could, but we can't let you play with the big boys. We're going to go put you in the Georgia game. Paul, how do you explain putting Alabama and Texas ahead of Florida State, but not Georgia. You can't. Uh, and that's the best point I've heard all day. Georgia is better than Florida State. Uh, and we don't know really uh, how, I don't know how Georgia went from number one to six, but what Gre Heather knows this better than I do, Greeny, but these, these people in the committee room, they have to match. And I think what they didn't want was a debate about Georgia. So they just pushed Georgia as far away from, the, from number one as they could after one loss to, by the way, the number four team in the country. And then they made it an Alabama FSU debate so they could blame it all on Jordan Travis. I'm not saying it's a great system. I don't like yeah, it. You okay, know that. Right. I've been here a million times talking right. about the travesty of the way they do it. But thank goodness we, we won't be going through this next year. So the sport is not dead. I mean, it's I quite like healthy, it. by the way. So let me yeah. just ask this. For everyone who watches games, and Paul is in there. If, if you have watched, put, put everybody back up on the screen, Cindy, because I want to see everybody. If you have watched five football games in your life, answer the following question. Is Georgia one of the four best teams in the country? Unequivocally. It's not even close, right? Not even close. Well, it's close. So, I mean, the four teams that are in are really, really good football teams, yeah. Greeny. That's why I said I mean, the only way this year was to have six. I don't want to – I can't sit here, and I don't know how Heather and Paul feel, but, like, I can't sit here and say Georgia, Georgia is unequivocally better than Texas or unequivocally better than Bama. I don't know if we have four great teams this year. I think we have – Five. Shoot, I think Oregon's awesome. So it's not four teams this year. That's the truth. Yeah. The system broke this year. Heather, go. <laughs> yeah, listen. So the point is here, guys. This system was designed to exclude a Power Five conference and get the four best teams. Yep. Someone, this, these are the commissioners who put this system in place. Someone was always going to be left out and angry for the past decade, right? And when you look at Georgia, they were not unequivocally one of the four best teams in the country around that table. They didn't win their conference title. And we're not just talking about Florida State's quarterback injuries. We're also talking about Georgia's injuries. Brock Bowers, Lad McConkie, that was a part of the conversation late into Saturday, into Sunday. So Georgia was not truly seriously considered for a top four spot because of those conference champions ahead of them. But I do agree with you. And in my prediction late that night, I thought that Georgia was going to be ahead of Florida State and Florida State was going to be sixth. So I think it's a fair point.
All right, I have to leave it there in the interest of time. I promise we will come back feel to all of this. feel awful for Florida State. Oh, well, thanks for mentioning that 13 minutes into the conversation. <laughs> I said it right. 97 times. Everybody stay close by. Yeah. Let me also remind you, ESPN Bet is the official sports book of ESPN. For exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities, like me, sign up for the ESPN Bet app. All users get $200 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download the app and sign up today. What a play. Back to the NFL next. What a terrible day for Tomlin's team yesterday. Rex has a strong word to describe the Steelers. You won't want to miss it. Next. on Get Up. Let's run through a bunch of the other NFL action. We showed you Kansas City losing and the Eagles getting blown out yesterday. Rex, how about the Steelers losing to the Cardinals? What one word do we use for the Steelers now? Frauds. They're frauds. They're frauds, man. How do you score 10 points at home against the 30th ranked defense? Like, that's ridiculous. Here's the funny thing. We're going to watch them in the playoffs. We're going to watch them. Well, We're going to watch them in the playoffs. Take that back, Ricky Bobby. The committee would take them out. If we put together I would a committee, we wouldn't too. let the Steelers in because we don't like their quarterback play. The Steelers, look, I mean, as bad as they've been, their record remains a playoff-worthy record. Are they going to make the playoffs? I don't think so. I, I, I think the AFC is – there are some tougher teams coming up. There's not going to be enough spots. They're definitely not going to win the division, I don't think. I think that at some point, the way that the Texans are playing, someone else is going to get uh, that third wild card spot, and I think the Steelers might fall. The quarterback injury, Pickett's got an ankle. Sounds like it's going to be weeks. Yeah, I think if think? you're Pittsburgh right now, specifically to Kenny Pickett, number one – just kind of played average. We didn't know if it was him or the offense. It certainly seems to be both. Number two, he's gotten injured in back-to-back seasons now. So you're trying to get a guy to play better, develop, go on a playoff run, and now he's unavailable. This offense is still disconnected. The quarterback has been average. There's no connectivity. They run the ball well with two tight ends on the field. They don't do anything else with two or three tight ends on the field. So yeah. playoff team, playoff defense. That was the play where he got hurt, where he slams his head into the turf and somehow hurt his ankle. I was sure that it was something That's else. That's when you've been hit hard. <laughs> Everything hurts, yeah. You got hit in the head and your ankle is broken. Yeah. But one way or another, Steelers, awful. Texans, you mentioned, that was a great game ooh, yesterday ooh, ooh, with the Broncos. Ooh, Show me some tape on Houston and this quarterback. First of all, I love their play-action game. So 12 personnel, one back and two tight ends. Now watch how good C.J. Stroud is here. Backside go route, okay? The defense is in quarters coverage, meaning every guy in the secondary is a quarter of the field. Cut it in quarters, okay? Now, CJ knows the backside safety is the paramount guy. See how he's closed, back is to us? He's peeking to the field. That basically turns the bottom go route one-on-one. I love his hitch. His shoulders don't go up or down. There's balance in a beautiful, essentially, go route. So the, the understanding in their play-action game. Second of all, you want to talk about pocket presence. Watch how he moves in the pocket here. Back foot never moves. Resets with the sh- just the front leg. I stay downfield. Resets again, and then finds a guy downfield. That's pocket poise. Operational space movement. This is one of my favorite plays of the weekend. Look how he does. He's going to climb the pocket here on third and 11 once. And then he's going to go like, I got bad people around me. Climb it again. I stay downfield. Guys, this is a no look now. This is a no look to Collins. Not only is it a no look on the run, 
It's freaking perfect. Mm -hmm. So the understanding in their play-action game, the ability to see the defense, the pocket poise, the operational space, he is absolutely pure. You, we just talked about Pittsburgh. I think it again. I pray to Jesus that this team gets. <laughs> and and no the leadership. Doubt. He's got a. He's, he's got a yeah. moxie, right? Yeah, he does. He has everything that you want for a leader team. There's been an overall cultural change in that organization. I think it's partially him. It's partially the coach. They believe in him. They love him. And I would want to play if I still had operational needs. I would want to go play <laughs> for that guy. I, I can't believe I'm about Plural to say needs. this. But Rex, what is one way that they remind us of Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez? They got a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. And you know what? Let's see if they get to a championship game because they may very well because they're going to do it differently. But this guy right here, oh, my yeah. God, he is You know what they do legit. a good job of, too, on offense is they're not great at running the ball, but they don't run away from it. Oh, you know what I'm oh. saying? Like, even if they get two or three yards, it allows their rookie quarterback to, to not get in brutal situations. Now, on third down, he's awesome. D'Amico Ryan should be – Top three head coach of the year, you know, but yeah. but they're yeah, it's it's really good on offense right now in Houston. Playing well, too. Playing. they're getting better as the year goes along, which is something that you expect. Out of that Tank Dell injury, though, oh, is, yes. is good point. Absolutely massive. Texans are legit, though, and that was a big win against a team that had been playing, has been playing great in Denver. And then one more, and it's legit is the interesting word to use here with the Lions because Dominique they open up a 21-0 lead against the Saints yesterday you figure okay this is the Detroit we've been waiting for then they have to hold on for dear life at the end what do we say yeah their offense is legit their O-line is legit but their defense is not because that pass rush is not good they're not gonna be a serious contender in NFC because Aiden Hutchinson has 44 pressures and nobody else on that team has more than 19 and when you get a big lead you, that's what you want. Now it's time to eat. Yeah. They had a 21-0 lead in the first quarter. It should be sacks and interceptions for the rest of the day. But no, they let the Saints, a mediocre team, come back on them because they cannot rush the pass. So they are 9-3. and three. So, so, Rex, is there a big three or a big four in the NFC? There's a big three right now. And here, here's the deal. I mean, you make a great point. Seven of their games they've had one or less sacks in. So I get where you're coming from. But the season ain't over. Mm -hmm. And when, they, when the season, when we get to the playoff time, they're going to get two players back that are going to have a major impact. Gardner Johnson, the, mm -hmm. the tremendous defensive back. Yep. All right, he's going to come back. Great ball skills and all that. And, oh, by the way, let's talk about pass rush. Let's talk about a kid that had nine and a half sacks in seven games last year that Houston. was a rookie, yeah. James Houston. They're definitely coming he's, back? I think he's coming back. And when he gets back, Bruce Irvin actually had a, made a couple plays, 100 years old, coming off the couch. I think they, they will, they'll be right there if these two kids come back. Yeah, I think it's fair to say the NFC is a big one. And I think San Francisco has separated itself. And then there's the two of Philadelphia and Dallas. And then there's this group. And Detroit is absolutely in that next group. Them, Green Bay. Um, I think with Detroit, if you watched them yesterday, offensively you love the performance from Sam Laporta and the different places they're moving him around. Defensively, I wasn't overly like, disappointed in the pass rush. I was more disappointed in they could not stop Chris Olave, uh, which was like they couldn't cover him. But if you can continue to have Sam Laporta surge the way that he is surging and their offensive line played better yesterday versus a good defensive front, 
I still think this team is one of those four best in the NFC. It's Don't the forget. only team to get over 30 points against that defense. Yeah. Monday Night Football tonight, AFC South leading Jaguars hosting the Bengals. Games on ABC and ESPN and Deportes. Peyton and Eli once again on ESPN2. Don't miss all the action. Coming up, back to a San Francisco treat. The Niners win the battle of bad blood. Are they clearly the NFL's best? That answer is next. Hey, hey.